1: Hey, White Sox fans, guess what? It's been a while. I know you missed us. You missed me because I'm the one who always, you know, screwing these up and not doing them every week. Aaron Black's he's always ready. Uh, He hears the doorbell and he thinks it's (laughs) podcast time and it's just the guy delivering pizza again. It's such a drag for him because he doesn't get to talk every week about the uh, listening stellar Chicago White Sox organization and the three levels, just the, just the four levels we're going to talk about this time. We're not really going to get into the rookie leagues uh, too much on this podcast because guess what, Darren? Just on a whim, I said, you know what? Let's break down first half uh, MVPs, even though they don't really, uh, we, we discussing just now before we went on air that they probably don't even actually formally do break seasons into first half and second half. Certainly they don't at AAA. So however contrived this is, this is still our idea. This is what we're going to do and roll with because why not? we got to find something to talk. We're talking about the same 10 guys or five guys (laughs) every week or every other week. So, Darren, thanks for uh, being game and and doing this, playing this game with me, I suppose.
2: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) it's not a – it's going to be the same 10 guys. Like (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> the entire year until the draft until. it's like
1: it's not like there July. are like there are friends Darren. it's like they're extended family so let's talk about some friends who have been playing most of the year if not the entire year in charlotte or maybe sp- spending some time in chicago uh the 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 game show we're doing here is sort of i'd like to know uh, in your eyes who may be going into the season uh you figured would be the mvp of the season or let's just say the first half because we're only halfway through the season uh and then i guess who really has turned out to be uh that mvp and maybe in a case or two uh it's the same guy or or awfully close and um you know some that we have had some surprises uh with the charlotte knights uh have you been surprised
2: Um, so heading into the season for Charlotte, I get it. They are a little wonky because there were several guys that you could say that should have been in the majors, but then weren't like, Mm. um, way back when Jake Berger was going to start the year in Charlotte, but then got promoted right Right. away because of an injury. Um, but if you just kind of take him out, I think realistically, everyone should have expected Romy Gonzalez to be the top guy there. Um, And because of injury and poor play, he just hasn't, I mean, he really hasn't gotten on the field Um, just in this past weekly update. He was only in uh, a game, so he's still not really getting in. Um, But since then um, it's probably the trio of like Rutherford, Adam Hazley, and Sebi Zavala, probably probably been the three best guys. I think Sebi Zavala is going to be the guy that I go with. Because um, there really isn't any pitching option either. either. Oh. Um, you, you could have said heading into the year, Cade McClure was a guy to watch out mm-hmm. for. Um, Jimmy Lambert maybe, but he was coming off of an injury, and no one was really expecting him to go long. Um, but now, Cade uh, McClure is a an actual reliever, uh, not just kind of a long guy. He's being used late in innings, mm-hmm. um, so maybe we'll see him in the majors in that kind of a role later on. But. Yeah, it's Sebi Zavala, probably the most surprising because he hasn't had a good offensive offensive stint in any level since 2019, 2018. It's been a while for him, and now he's back in the majors and doing fine in five games. He'll probably <laughs> be sent back down and DFA'd soon, but he's doing fine.
1: Yeah, and the extra twist is you would have never guessed that he would be your uh, first half MVP for Charlotte at first base because no. basically he's been a first baseman.
2: Yeah, because they've had a lot of catchers, and now they're all gone. Because mean is now officially gone, yeah. um, and Sebi is now in the majors and might be claimed when they have the DFM. So it's yeah. gonna be it'll be interesting when uh, when they do that. But
1: who White Sox minor leaguers were in <laughs> such demand, Darren? But these these reports, these pockets should be way more exciting. Oh <laughs>
2: uh, Yeah, Charlotte's uh, Charlotte's bad.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Let's talk uh, briefly about Romy Gonzalez because I probably wouldn't have picked his MVP because I thought he'd probably break, break camp with the team because I was, of course, very high on uh, Romy based on last year. Uh, would you have anticipated, was there a reason to anticipate the, the reason that he isn't the MVP? And that seems to be, I mean, obviously it's performance and injury, but really the injury, had there been... Uh, indications in his past that he would have been susceptible to injury? We've got guys like Mike Rodolfo where you say, well, he can't be the MVP because he'll probably only play half the season, but yeah. was, was there an indication that the Romy wouldn't have been a guy that would have been on the field? Uh,
2: I mean, I, I know he uh, last or in 2019 he missed a few games just here and there, uh, but there's never been a prolonged stint of injury for him uh, since he was drafted in 2018, so I I mean, it just it just kind of happens for especially for a guy that just has to kind of play everywhere and just has to get his body ready for I mean literally every position. Um, it's yeah. probably not like something that he can deal with uh, that often. But that's basically what his you know struggles have come down to. It's just not being on the field, not yeah. being at the plate, not seeing pitches. Um, and hopefully he will stay on the field because I assume they're going to need him eventually. Yeah. But when he was Actually playing for that, I think, three-ish weeks where he was actually getting in, uh, you know, five of the six days, four of the six days. He was doing, you know, pretty okay. He was striking out a lot, which which he does, but he was showing decent power and still walking, but he just has to stay on the field
1: maybe it's just gonna be maybe it really is 2023 for him because it seems like mendic is is like great we'll put that in quotes of course even though most of (laughs) you are listening not watching but great one year and like last year it was like oh boy poor danny mendic he's not only having a poor year but he's got totally passed by romey gonzalez and now he's gonna be like buried in the system no uh romey was hurt did not perform well so you know uh mendic got the shot and you know he's He's ran with it to whatever degree on the 2022 White Sox. That's damning with faint praise. Uh, okay, a name that did not come up on your end, so I'm I'm gonna just have to call you now. Nah, I'm trying to trip you up, trip you up. You're probably gonna tell me why he's not the guy. But would Yolbert Sanchez be a guy that we could call the MVP for Charlotte?
2: Um, I I was. I'm including him in uh, the uh, Birmingham conversation later more often because that's okay. just where he started because I'm kind of hedging on some of these because there's not, you know, <laughs> <option>. <laughs> it's the same 10 guys, right? <laughs> yeah, So, but um, he, he has not been doing as well of late right now, but um, if you consider his whole, uh, you know, entire season, double A AA and triple A, he certainly would be there. Um, But I still think Sebi Zavala, he has like a 150 WRC plus. So that's pretty hard to beat. Okay. So you're a Sebi fanboy. It's cool. I
1: accept it, Darren, and we can move on. All right. So let's move on because you are uh, demoting, in a sense, for the purposes of this exercise, uh, Yolbert to Birmingham. But going into the season, I would have thought it would be a given that Jose Rodriguez would be your, your preseason MVP, was he like roughly maybe equal with um, Sanchez or, or did you really think Yolbert um, might be the the better bet because he actually does bring uh, the defense?
2: No, Jose Rodriguez, he was clear, clear in a way the guy that you would watch out for and expect to be the best guy on the team. Um, and I mean, he just really hasn't. He's not been very good at all. Yeah. Um, he did have a decent week last week. Hey, like, uh, bat to ball wise, um, and walk wise, um, he still has not shown much power, which was a concern to end the, end yeah. of the year last year. And he still is not showing it right now. Um, but he, it's progressing. It's, he's just been average <laughs> the past couple of weeks, which is actually better than he has been. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that he can start turning around. but it was definitely Jose Rodriguez and then Jason uh, B. Um, <laughs> yeah. the two guys the two guys to head head into this year that yeah. you would have expected to kind of just pop. Um, and I know some people could also throw in Davis Martin heading into the year. Some people liked him more than sure. um, more than others. Uh, but the yeah, Jose Rodriguez and Jason B, the two guys that you expected to be better and they're just not
1: easy to say davis martin now come on people we're calling yeah. you out if you have you were tabbing davis martin as the mvp for the Birmingham and barons well, i'm officially calling you out and, and calling <laughs> yeah. bs on that one uh okay so then the actual mvp i'm guessing you're throwing Yolbert into the mix but uh you know of course then we've got uh lenine sosa
2: yeah. So the actual MVP is Lenyon and Sosa um, and Yolbert Sanchez. I mean, he's still really, really good, good, great basketball guy, great uh, uh, fielder. Um, but Lenyon Sosa is also pretty decent on the field right now. He's uh, mostly a shortstop, but he's also played second and third. So he kind of plays everywhere. We're staying with Yolbert, um, but he's just showing unbelievable power that I never would have, Mm-hmm. Or, well, now if someone would have expected a 200 ISO from Lenny, <laughs> uh, someone should hire you to do to do something. Darren's calling <laughs> you out if you were. Yeah, but I mean, probably the most impressive thing. I mean, the power is great, but uh, a 10% drop in you know strikeouts from his Double A stint last year, like the, his lowest uh, K rate since the time in uh, the a, or AZL at that point, um, the stateside rookie league. Uh, and he's thrown his hat, same with Yulbert, into the mix of a, an MLB second baseman. And you would have expected Yulbert to be in that to start Mm -hmm. the year, but definitely not Lenyon Sosa. So, got to give it to him. Um, and then special mention, Davis Martin, because he's actually, you know, he's actually in the majors right now. And he started in, (laughs) yeah, he's like
1: the fourth starter in the system. Yeah, right. Yeah,
2: and he's been good, he's been good (laughs) for everything. Home runs is. Davis Martin's trouble. And if you just watch him pitch, you can see why he leaves a lot of things up. Uh, but both guys are really, really good. Um, and one is it got an accelerated timeline straight to the majors. while the other one, uh, the GM has said, we'll yeah. think about it later.
1: Right. Can't even get him to Charlotte for crying out <laughs> loud. Uh, yeah. There's no like a uh, interstate travel for Lenyon. Sorry, Lenyon. I, I c- continue to, you know, I was calling you Lennon for so long because of some sort of weird lefty thing. Then I think I just threw like a Lenin or something. I really am having trouble with that name and I apologize, but Lenin, you are are, uh, definitely unquestioned or pretty much unquestioned because Davis Martin just blew into the majors uh, MVP for uh, Birmingham. Let's take a break, uh, Darren, and then we will travel to the class A level and see uh, how things have turned out compared to what we thought they would be. To begin the season, now that we're somewhat at the midpoint, we will be back in a
0: minute. Stick with us, people. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
1: Hey, White Sox fans. It is Southside Sox on the farm, number 30. It's Podcast 30. I'm Brett Ballantini, your genial and somewhat uninformed host. And I'm here with our subject matter expert and tireless minor leagues worker, Darren Black, spewing all sorts of knowledge and expertise and occasionally i try to trip him up and he laughs and he tells me why i'm wrong it's just a fun thing we do uh, roughly every 10 days we can't really say every week we can't really say every two weeks so let's just say every 10 days uh tune in uh number 31 will be like late next week or something anyhow uh darren we have uh gotten through some mvps presumed and actual for first half and of course as always read uh Darren's weekly uh, updates. Obviously, he's doing, I believe, three days a week, sometimes four uh, for our uh, daily updates. He does our, our weekly summaries as well where he sort of names his MVPs as we go. So I guess you can count all of them up. Go back to all the articles, count up each guy's featured and see if he's lying now. You can, you, can, you can try to call Darren out. It's not just me. You can <laughs> do it at home. Write in, uh, in in care of Southside. Say, you write to me. And then I will, uh, yeah, we'll do our mailbag uh, next week. Yeah. And we'll say, hey, Darren, this is how you're wrong because there's only seven guys to choose from, but you chose the wrong seven. I'm sorry to have to let you know. Maybe there is a reader yeah. out there who thinks that way. Okay, we are at high A now. We are back in the Carolinas and uh really going into the season. Who, I mean, this was the team. Uh, I don't know what we're supposed to think of this team. It's been the best team in the first half, which again, damn with faint praise because they are actually over 500 by. <laughs> a few games, yeah, and that qualifies as definitely yeah. the best. They're the oh. Birmingham Barons of the 2022 season. Uh, who's your MVP going in, and, and who do you think really has pulled it off uh, first half-wise? Uh,
2: so, I mean, it. I know I said, he, like, throw away Davis Martin. Someone could have said him. But legitimately, people could have said two different guys. Oscar Colas is who I would have said. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Brian Ramos is another guy sure. who – I think some people actually might rate higher uh, right now, mm-hmm. um, but those two guys definitely heading in the season, at least hitting wise, pitching wise. I think I would have said Matthew Thompson, um, not, you know, an inspired choice, no. um, but I wouldn't have, you know, been mad if you said the actual best pitcher of the staff so far, who's now in Birmingham and Sean Burke. Um, if you would have said him, I would have, been fine with that yeah Um, because he in his 10 games that he's pitched he hasn't pitched in a couple weeks but he's been pretty good he's looked like the best arm uh in in the system until Norgay Vera came back uh, about a couple weeks ago
1: yeah you will notice there's been a distinct lack of uh mention of arms and that is (laughs) not by accident there really almost isn't anybody to uh discuss of note and yes if someone had said Matthew Thompson that would be you're winging it I mean great and I mean going in you might have you might have you might have earmarked him as the guy most likely to be the best pitcher but that'd be a huge stretch if you thought okay clearly he's going to be the best player on this roster because he'd done nothing um you know again that's like backing into the award so yeah you couldn't really do that <laughs> uh, but coming out of it then uh, coloss obviously with a lot of hype and a guy who seems to be like almost playing like too low for uh, you know what his level should be and ramos a guy who's hit and and as you've mentioned so many times was basically just one a behind jose rodriguez last year in terms of a guy lighting it up with the bat in 2021 uh who comes out of this first half as being the the guy that you would consider the mvp for the dash uh
2: so there are so you've got the if, if you're gonna be top prospect heavy you should say brian ramos um, Cause he actually has been really good this year. Um, probably the best. He's been better than Oscar mm-hmm. us. Um, or you could also lean on Sean Burke who got promoted to double a with a sub three era when he did get promoted. Um, and it's just barely above three right now. Um, but as I said, he hasn't pitched in a couple weeks. Uh, but I mean, Tyler Osage has been really, really good with the bad this year, uh, but he is kind of older. If you want to stick with true surprises, Terrell Tatum, has got to be a name that you got to mention because he's just been he was out of this world in, uh, in low a in way, but he's he's not been as good in with the dash, but it's pretty hard to replicate a one seventy nine WRC plus, which what that's what he was doing with the with the with the cannonballers. Um, or you could go with a guy that's been there the whole season, Duke Ellis, undrafted twenty twenty, who's showing fantastic speed and great bat to ball skills. Um, he is again to bring up age, uh, with Haye. he is 24 and he's, you know, a bit older than what you would expect. Like Brian Ramos is 20. So I would say that his season has been more impressive as a 20 year old than Duke Ellis is as a 24 year old. Uh, but that's kind of all the guys that, that you can have, uh, to pick from, um, my personal, I'm going to stick with Brian Ramos because mm-hmm. he is younger and doing it at a younger age compared to everybody else. Uh, that we mentioned already, and he's, I mean, he's showing everything that you would want of him to show coming into the season. That's things that uh, Jose Rodriguez hasn't been showing, which is basically power. Mm-hmm. Ramos is continuing to just clobber the ball. Even last week when he really wasn't walking that much, he still had two homers and they were crushed. Um, so c- you've got to be happy with him. Um, and then the other three surprises with Osage, Duke Ellis, and Terrell Tatum, just kind of icing on the cake. Uh, for other guys. Yeah, you
1: threw a lot of names out there, but I'm just, I, all I could hear was Terrell Tatum because you know, yeah. Darren, he's my yeah, guy. I so, you know, yeah. I love I that you mentioned that and I didn't have to bring him up. No, Brian Ramos certainly seems to be a, a very reasonable choice there. Does it concern you as the MVP? Contrasting directly, let's say, with Colas, a guy who actually was thrown so much surprisingly into center field and seems like he's a himself. Okay. There Brian Ramos doesn't seem to have a position, doesn't seem to be able to field at this level or based on the way he's hitting. Do you care about that?
2: Uh, I mean, eventually, I mean, we'll talk about Colson Montgomery and West cast soon. If you want to talk about bad defense, so it doesn't look as bad compared to those guys. You don't have to look um, hard
1: in the organization. There's always worse. Defense, yeah. so.
2: But I think, I think the, I think odds are, like, he, he doesn't play a bad third base, but I think the odds are that he's going to end up being a first um, whenever he gets up. <laughs> Big um,
1: shock. But, it's a system of first baseman, Darren.
2: Yeah. I knew where but, you were
1: going with that.
2: But he, he, he is a guy that can actually play third. I know a lot of people were saying uh, in the offseason, you know, people said that Andrew Vaughn could play third in college, and it, this is not that case. Brian Ramos yeah. can actually play a little third. And um, though if is that his position in the majors, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't yeah. expect that yet, but he, he is a better third base than West Cath right now. Hmm. Um, and probably a better third base option than I guess if you want to count Lenyon Sosa in that equation, Lenyon might be the best third base option, but he, he could he can actually play second and Ramos cannot. Um, so that's kind of where, <laughs> where the defensive positioning is on the low, low minors for the White Sox. Everything yeah, in limbo. When
1: you really come down to it, we can pretty much just say Lenyon Sosa, MVP of all levels. He's really like the only guy who is the MVP in the minor leagues at all. So if yeah. there's any doubt, yeah. just give him the MVP at each level, because he's been the only guy who has not only performed well, but, you know, and he's also managed to surprise a little bit too. Uh, just a, a stunningly good first uh-huh. half for him. It'd be yeah. so exciting if he could keep it up in the second half. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, there's one more level, you know, Canapolis, Darren started out one in 85 last year and they are actually better this year than last mm-hmm. year, although I wouldn't call them good. So it's nice that they're better. And that's come along with some players performing uh better, maybe we've, you know, maybe we've, maybe we just thought to give up on the Benjamin Bailey's or, or something, but you know, it's been nice to see some guys actually maybe creep back slightly onto the radar uh but i'm curious because as the as you go down the levels it becomes more and more of a crapshoot um you know more often than not so who going in maybe to the season did you think would be the cannonballers uh mvp and then and then then where's the stand now uh
2: well i mean going in it had to be colton montgomery and it still is Mm -hmm. so that i mean simple as that with Canapolis, um like west calf it started out really 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 slowly and has gotten much better uh, since then. The his, as we said before, with the defense, both of those guys, Kath and Montgomery, are not, you know, lighting it lighting it up in a good way defensively. Um, but both are showing exactly what you want them to see. Um, for Kath, he's walking a lot more, uh, striking out a little bit less, but over 30% in low A is still concerning. And Colson Montgomery is on a 29 game on base mm-hmm. streak. So that's really all you need to say about Colson Montgomery's season, about a month worth of worth of games. He's <laughs> been on base. Um, yeah.
1: yeah, this is a hard game to play because the White Sox are so weird with their first round picks. They like to do like the Chris thing. So it's like, you know, they play in the majors by the end of the year of, the, of their draft year. So you don't get these true guys who are going to work their way up the system, but it's not been often because even with Jake Berger, who say did well, but then, he, you know, then he got hurt, you know, almost oh, right away. A lot. Uh, it's been a while, um, you know, since we've, you know, it checks many boxes. First of all, a prep guy that you would see work all the way up from rookie ball. Uh, and then a guy who actually does seem to be performing. I know last year's rookie season was like, you know, it was, it was OK. But I mean, that's like an abbreviated bit of weirdness yeah. anyway. So it's, it's, it's got to be sort of a relief well, oh, not just to you as our uh, subject matter expert, but probably the front office to say, oh, hey, this guy's actually sort of what we thought he was.
2: Yeah, especially after the recent failures of high school pitching draft picks, who yeah. we can, Jared Kelly is still yeah. in Canapolis not doing well, and we just talked about Thompson and just brushed over Dahlquist because it seems yeah. like he shouldn't even be talked about that much anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are two high school bats that they drafted this year are working out um, offensively at least and they're all showing you know everything that you want to see uh, they're going to have to fill out their frame they're going to have to you know improve on their plate discipline um, not as much as colson montgomery for example compared to calf um, but i mean the main thing for them is just get better at defense stay on the field yeah. hopefully don't get injured and slowly move up the system until you know hey it's you know end of 2023. Um, do we take these guys and from, you know, hopefully they're in A at that point if they start out hot next year in, in high A. Um, do you say, hey, do we put them in Charlotte for the last month, see what happens? Which that's best case scenario, I think. Um, 2024 is probably the first time that they could sniff yeah. <laughs> the majors. But yeah. even then, like these guys are 19 and 20. I, I wouldn't expect that. Yeah. It takes transcendent players Right. One like soto for them to move up that much. I don't think yeah. any of these guys are one soto. Yeah. But uh
1: and yeah, and even what you described would be the
2: non-Lenyan
1: Sosa route because it seems like he what can he you know what more can he do i mean i don't know if the white six are feeling burned by jose rodriguez like oh wait oh no he was so hyped he was maybe going to play on the south side you know this year but uh, i don't know why why the caution because it does seem like every level could always there's always room for a new player because they're just Mm -hmm. it's not 26 guys or 30 or whatever the big rosters are now uh of just guys you can't possibly you know can't possibly possibly lose uh you know geez if they only had a starter i mean what charles got like i believe one healthy starter right now it's just uh it's 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 mad cap um we got a little more time here at the end darren so i'm gonna um i'm I'm gonna i'm not trying to stump you but i'm curious to know um whether there are guys who jump to mind that you see really heating up in a second half having a much better second half Uh, or maybe continuing as well as they've done in the first half? Or uh, is there a guy you sense out there who might be due for, you know, let's say a a slump in the second half Uh, out out of some of these guys we've talked about, or or maybe somebody we haven't discussed yet.
2: So I think, so honestly, Matthew Thompson has been a bit better lately. Mm -hmm. Um, But just a guy that just to keep in mind who I I just kind of want to see in Winston Salem as fast as possible is Cole Seamus. Hmm. He's, uh, uh, a pitcher that was, uh, undrafted in the 20th round or in the, in the, since they moved over to 20 rounds. Um, so it, he is a bit of a find, but he is probably one of the top five starting pitchers in the rotate or in the system already, yeah. just because of how good he's been. Um, he is a bit older. He's 22. So he is a bit older for uh, low a So I really want to see him with Winston Salem and see if his uh, he's got a decent fastball and a couple good uh, breaking pitches. So if you have good command of those in low a, you're going to do really well. Um, so I want to see him just at, against better hitting. Like I would love to see him against Brian Ramos caliber players to see if he's still striking them out at the radios.
1: Yeah, this is it's it's been really exciting with this guy, because yeah. unlike even, say, Christian Mena or uh Nori Vera, who's who's like been off and uh, hurt again, off, again, you know, that that sort of thing. He's like the one guy I, I want to say. I mean, you know, I've you know, I, I read every update religiously, but I want to say he's not really even had. But what, maybe one he's never really had a, a, a blowout game. And this is a guy who is who never started until this year, I mean, even last year when he came to the Sox, I mean, nobody starts and pitches a long time in, in your first pro year, but he didn't even do that last year. So the fact that this is all new to him and he sort of hasn't missed a beat is is really
2: very no, impressive. He, yeah, he has not allowed more than two runs uh, in an outing this entire season. So, I mean, that's kind of where he's at. He's got a 2-4-1 ERA. He's just unbelievable. Uh, right now and at some point I think they should start (laughs) we've talked about all these guys that should be promoted already like Lenny and Sosa top among them Um, but at some point you gotta start pushing these guys and it's maybe it this is this is a uh, a uh, you know we got rid of one of the rookie leagues type of thing and moved back the draft where everything's just kind of stagnant for an extra month where it shouldn't be (laughs) I don't know if that's the reason why nothing's kind of Happening on that front, but it seems like the only guys that they're really moving are guys that they think can get to the majors like right now, um, the Davis Martin, um, yeah. really Sean Burke is the only one that's kind of bucked that trend, Yeah.
1: Um,
2: but, and he, he deserved it too, but I, I would love to see more guys mm-hmm. against competition that might be able to push them a bit more.
1: I know you are loving. I, I can speak for Darren Black when I say, I know he is loving the month of June in the White Sox system because it's so much fun. It's not, it's, it's not stagnant at all. There's a lot of movement. There's not guys who are just sort of playing out their string are going to be you know, cut the day after the draft. It's it's just, I can, you, the, the excitement is palatable when it's just, it jumps off the page when I'm reading those updates. And he just, there's never any question about like, why is this guy still here? Why is he starting? Hey, you know, I don't know what Bill Seamus's um, uh, career in the White Sox system was. Was before he made the, the majors with the Sox as, as a reliever. But, hey, Cole, his son might be doing something even his dad didn't do just as being like a a dominant starter at some point in the system. Who knows? Maybe one day Cole will revert to being a reliever again. But for now, you know, I'm with you. Let's let's push this and see if – I mean, it's not – again, it's not like the rotation the, – these rotations are not packed. Hell, Cole could pitch in Charlotte right now, for God's sake. There's not – I mean, <laughs> geez, there's <laughs>
2: – Yeah, I mean uh, – he doesn't really have to rely on his changeup again. Cause again, he's got decent fastball, two good breaking balls, but as, as you move up, you have to, as a starting pitcher, learn to use your change up. I think that's the main thing uh, with him to prove that he's, that he really is a top 20, 30 prospect in the system. Um, but until then he'll just, you know, keep doing awesome in, in low way. Yeah. But if we're talking about people who are, <laughs> um, not expecting to do as well. <laughs> yeah. Terrell um, Tatum is going to be my number one guy because he already Come has, on, Darren. It already is going down. Um, but I mean, I I kind of right. that was one of the reasons why I was hesitant to add him to anything because he just strikes out so much, but I it is coming down. <laughs> You can't have a five seventy one Babbitt forever. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you got to be down. really fast to pull that off. <laughs> yeah, but I we'll see. I mean, his his fall has basically gone from him to going from like really really high highs to right now just average, um, and eventually it'll get to the point where, hey, are are you going to be the player that you were for the first half, or are you going to change into this new one? And we saw that with Yermin Mercedes, you know, pretty vividly uh, Mm -hmm. last year. Um, And every, every, especially hitter kind of hits that point where um, it's kind of a two-way street. Are you going to go left and uh, show your power that you've kind of hit in the back? Are you going to improve on your K rate like Terrell Tatum has to an extent, but he's not walking as much either. Um, But that's kind of, that's kind of where he's at right now. Kind of a wait and see. Hey, Terrell, Darren, uh, you're
1: my guy, but come on, Darren's <laughs> calling you out. It's time. It's go buck up for big second half. Let's make some believers out of these people. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, certainly what you're saying makes sense. Even I have to reluctantly admit that, but we'll see, you know, some of these guys, <laughs> some of these guys do surprise. And, you know, you sometimes you do find a different gear that, you know, and, and we're, some of these guys are talking about here today, you know, Sosa certainly is like, guy like okay, where'd that come from? I thought he was yeah, bad. I don't know. It's like, whoa, where, where, you know, where's this going? Uh, do you anticipate, all right. How about this? Let's, before we go, is there going to be someone you see in the majors for the white Sox that we're just not counting on now, obviously uh, Gavin sheets will get called up at some point. Yeah. As you point out, maybe even a Cade McClure, or, you know, there's going to be some arm from Charlotte's because you've got like four left, uh, you know, who will obviously do something, you know, with the Sox even briefly, uh, do you see uh, Sosa Sanchez, uh, I don't know. Rutherford anybody gonna make it out of Charlotte or even uh a Birmingham right now? I mean, I know there are a lot of variables, but is there is there anybody that you sort of a heavier mark to to maybe see some time on the south side?
2: Yeah, so I think I think the two guys at second are pretty like that's I think one of Yulbert Sanchez or Lenyon Sosa to the majors is pretty much guaranteed at this mm-hmm. point. It's just when are they gonna, you know, grow up and <laughs> make the decision. Um, though, I don't guess hurry, uh, Josh rush. <laughs> Harrison did Homer today. So maybe they're just waiting, <laughs> waiting for something to be worse. Um, maybe don't sign Leary to three years. Cause we know they won't release him, but whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, those two are the top guys. Um, yeah. if we're talking non 40 man roster decisions, mm-hmm. um, those two are the top. Yeah. Um, and then after that, it's kind of a mixed bag. If we're staying away from the 40 man for true surprises, um, I, Pitching wise, I don't even, I mean, Caleb Freeman, you could say, but he hasn't pitched recently either. He's probably the top relief arm in the system. Um, he's in Birmingham right now, but again, hasn't pitched. Um, I guess the a super dark horse would be Sean Burke. If he's just outrageous, mm-hmm. outrageously good in July uh, and healthy pitching. Um, but again, he hasn't pitched the past couple of weeks when he is on the mound, he's doing well, yeah. but um, just, there's not many, there's not many options. I would say out of, there's a greater likelihood of all the guys we mentioned that they just trade them for a different guy to play. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah. I think, I think that's a greater likelihood. Now think- the quality of guy that they'll get back probably won't yeah. be, you know, that fantastic. It'll probably be relative to what they did last year. Like Connor Pilkington versus right. Hernandez, something like that. But I'm yeah, not, that not seeing it.
1: That I'm still yeah. angry. I'm still salty now. I've gone back <laughs> yeah. to being salty about that because you talked me down when I was up, upset, and now Connor is in, in the major leagues, and Caesar yeah, Hernandez he is fight he's, he's like, playing in Korea or something. Okay. Uh, oh wait. Okay. Now I think we've just dis- I think we've discovered that the White Sox response to having precious few. Wazzy legitimate prospects is to handle them with super super kid gloves like sean burke's going to pitch like once every three weeks because like you know don't, don't kill him. they're gonna whatever the whatever the balance is between not letting him be yeah. get so like stiff that he can never pitch again to like overwork killing him overworking him or, or not mm-hmm. being able to wedge him in a t- trade at the trading deadline han control yourself uh okay i'm gonna throw a name out it's more uh, opportunity it's not it's not a 3d chess move but um If, as you say, Sebi Zavala gets sent down and gets (laughs) uh, and, you know, and the Giants pick him up because naturally they will uh, that Carlos Perez is 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 potentially a guy because they'll just need they they may just need a catcher. And he's actually, you know, he's he's showed out pretty well. I know he's got a little banged up here this month, but, you know, just in terms of like, if we can think of somebody that's a that's a name just because they don't have any catch i guess he's slightly ahead of xavier fernandez or something you know i, I don't i don't know or yeah, no. uh, nick uh I, I knew how to pronounce his name but then i forgot because he went down to charlotte
2: yeah he um yeah carlos Perez, i could easily see because he actually would be a decent uh uh pinch hitter uh just because he always you know gets the bat on the ball if you're looking at yeah. you know like a tony larusa small ball late inning kind of a thing um but i yeah, it's gonna be really interesting what happens with Zavala. Cause I could like maybe they just choose to send down Adam Hazley instead, because they have a lot of guys that have the ability to play the outfield. Um, I, I try to use that sentence instead of actually <laughs> play the outfield. But um yes. yeah, I well kinda it's just there's a lot of weird things that they've just gotten gotten themselves into with all these guys that just don't have options left and not great depth at a position where most teams don't have great depth. Uh, but it's, it's, they usually have at least one guy that they can shuttle back and forth whenever there's an injury. And right mm-hmm. now the White Sox don't have that. Right. Um, so Carlos Perez, if Sevi Zavala does, you know, get picked up, um, which I, I wouldn't say is that likely, but if that mm-hmm. happens, um, Carlos Perez would be the guy to say, Hey, this, well, is, this is your time. You're now the third catcher in the, in the White Sox. System. We can
1: we can never predict these claims because we thought for sure Mike Rodolfo's gone. He didn't go. And then somebody picked up your mean Mercedes, for God's sake. I'm not at all sure what the thinking is yeah. there. Uh, so yeah, whatever we think. Yeah, right. Yeah, whatever we think, it's, it might be the opposite. But all right. I'm going to end on that note because I actually made a suggestion that Darren Black thought was reasonably bright and I think that's a good time to quit I know when to walk away from the table and I'm gonna do that here for podcast 30. Darren thank you for once again joining me in this random who the knock on the door could be delivering uh, pizza or other food or it could be Brett why don't you do a podcast and talk about the white sex system thanks thanks for showing up
2: yep I'll be here for
1: <laughs> one week two weeks 10 days you know for those of you watching contrary to what you might think this is not the room that I have uh, locked Darren uh, in uh you know he he actually is i believe free to move uh work live his life it just you know might seem that way and you know thank god when i knock on the door he's usually there to talk white sock system and isn't that lucky for all of you who are listening and reading and sometimes even watching well darren i know you'll be around so yeah, whenever i call next uh, we'll have some fun for number 30 and i'll try to think up a a fun theme or a game show
2: antic uh, for that one too yeah I'll, i mean I'll, i'm ready Oh,
1: good. All right. Thanks, everybody, for hanging with us. I know the system isn't exactly thrilling and we are sort of trying to uh, shuffle through the same dozen guys, but hopefully we can give you a continued insight on them, or at least Darren can and I can maybe try to crack a joke or mispronounce a name. Uh, anyhow, in a week, somewhere between a week and two weeks, we will see you again for number 31. Thanks for hanging with us uh, on this one. And hey, here's to a great second half in the Chicago White Sox system.